welcome to the Birdie and Bass Podcast, episode three for 2021. Um, I'm Bass, and with me is Birdie. How you going? And in this episode, we're going to discuss the uh, Cyberpunk 2077 fallout and the issues that's coming around when it comes to custom controllers and custom consoles and how we believe that that market should be there um, even though some manufacturers are stopping it from happening Um, but first the cyberpunk 2077 um, birdie can explain the gist of what's happened and then we'll discuss it Uh, well pretty much what's happened first up the um one of the founders of CD Projekt Red actually came out in a five-minute five video, well, mid-last week, I think it was, and um, apologized for the state of Cyberpunk um, and how it released on the PlayStation 4 and Xbox One consoles. Like, I know it runs well on PlayStation 5 and Series X and that, but it's still not that version. We're just playing in a backwards compatibility is still the PlayStation 4 and the Xbox One version of the game, which is trash. You yeah. don't have the next-gen consoles versions yet. Um, so, yeah, that happened. And then literally two days later, um, Jason Schreier from Bloomberg did a Bloomberg report after he got to... Um, I wouldn't say investigate. He... he he has contacts in the industry and he got a hold of some people that work for CDPR anonymously and also some people that have just left CDPR um, because of the working conditions there, which apparently have not improved since the Witcher 3 development, which was a federal case over there. Um, When the Witcher 3 launched, they were under a lot of stress and were forced to crunch for seven days straight 12-hour working days. Um, otherwise, they were told they didn't have jobs anymore. So yeah. they promised it wasn't going to happen again, and it happened again for Cyberpunk. <laughs> oh, so, yeah. it's And the fact that the demo, that the original demo was just what, a made-up CGI video that they've done of not actually what the game was going to be. There's there's a little bit of back and forth on this. Like um, back in 2019 when they announced the release date was going to be in 2020, um, April 16th, I think it was, and they had Kenya Reeves come out on the stage and all this stuff and it all looked spectacular and people, IGN and GameSpot and all them went to a hands-off demo so they got to watch someone play it. It's come out that apparently that was not the actual game that they were watching someone play. Um, I think it, apparently it was just somebody play, pretending they were playing. So um, it's a, it's a well, little they, bit. Well, they, they reskinned Witcher Three and turned it into a video. Yeah, well, I, I I don't know what happened there because Jason Shry tweeted out from his personal account about this, and he actually got hammered by CDPR saying like. No, it's just changed since we had that demo and because that's what happens with development of games. They change. Um, and then there's yeah. some comments underneath it going, what, by changing, you said you've made it five times worse than ever. But, uh, yeah, it's, it's a bit of a weird one. Um, 
after the first delay in September, till September, they were, it was made mandatory to work six day weeks at CDPR. Like, uh, so the, and that's the staff, when they're already working sixteen hours days. So the staff turnover there has probably been quite high. Um, but mm. for something like that, it sounds. What did you? One of the articles I read that they thought the actual game release date was twenty twenty two. Well, that was what happened at 2019 as well. Um, they came out and said, oh, yes, the game's releasing in 2020. Like, you can play with Kanye Reeves and all this shit and blah, blah, blah. Um, the developers didn't know that. <laughs> the people who own the company knew that, but the developer timeline was 2022. Yeah, so out of all of this, is it, the developer that should be held accountable for this, this kind of stuff seems to be a common thing in the industry at the moment with crunch and all the rest of it. And they're like saying that they're not doing it. We're not. So is, is it to me that the fact that they under budget their staff and go, all right, this is how many staff we need to um, do this. And then they allow for crunch. And to me, if you've got crunch, why don't you just employ another staff member? Is it the budget that tight on a game development that they can't afford to put one or two more in just to lighten the load for everyone and get it done? Or I don't know, where the countries that these these developers are running out of, are they just don't just to me, when you look at Australian stuff and the fact that you gotta pay overtime after certain hours and all the rest of this kind of stuff and working weekends, you gotta pay more and all the rest of this depending on the award you're in. Wouldn't it be cheaper than just put another person on or another two people uh, or another three people sort of thing to lighten the load? Uh, I've I've been a business manager for a decade. Like, yes, from from my standpoint with Australian retail law and stuff like that, yes, definitely. Um, over there, I have no freaking idea. Uh, it was brought up in the Bloomberg report as well, like that they were not paid for their t- um, time properly. According oh. to the the country's laws, um, laws and everything, yep. Yeah, so th- I think they were just paid their flat rate. The other thing was that the game was announced in, back in 2012, and they didn't actually start development until 2016. So what were they doing for four years? Just pa- kicking a, kicking a title down the road. Well, apparently so, because all they did was play. Uh, all they did was work on Witcher, and then. They brought that out and half the freaking veteran squad of that left and the um the head of the studio left and then the new person became the head of the studio and hired a ton of people and said, yes, we're doing cyberpunk. And that was when they first started deciding if it was going to be first person or third person and what the layout was going to be. Like they had no planning done apparently. Oh, well, this sort of goes to show that Everything that's happening in gaming world is just starting to unravel on people. Mm. What um, um, what really gets me with it is they have a company code of conduct, like all companies do. Yeah, all companies should have one, and that's but what they're a bilingual company because there's people there that speak English, people there that speak Polish, and people there that speaks uh, Dutch because they're in Poland, which yeah. you'd think common practice. The code of conduct states that all meetings and everything has to be in English in the office. Yet they hired a ton of people for cyberpunk, which still wasn't enough. 
that didn't even speak English. Yeah, so management had total disregard for the code of conduct for the company. Mm. So they've just been in the way I look at it, they've just been completely unethical and not even taking into consideration their stakeholders and the shareholders in the company. They're just hiring willy-nilly whoever they want just to get this game done and they didn't care what happened or who they burnt out along the way. It, it, it's a shame it's a shame of a thing, really. Um, there's apparently been massive HR issues with people speaking like only Polish or something like that to people who only speak English between them and then the people that speak English can't do their job properly, obviously, because they don't know what's going on. And um, apparently one of the biggest factors with time delays was especially happened with COVID as well and they all started working from home was... Couldn't communicate. Well, they communicated just not very well. So if somebody needed like um, a tool made or something like that to use in the Red Engine to make something happen in the game or an artifact or something like that, they would go and make it not knowing that someone's already made it, but they just haven't uploaded it to the server and tagged it that it's done. So there was like sometimes two or three people making the same bloody thing when they didn't need to. Just shows goes to show how disorganized some companies are. It's it's beyond ridiculous at this point. And this, this is obviously a multi-million dollar company as well. Yes, they're still independent. Um, which yeah, but how many backers are going to hang around now, and how many backers are going to now want to pull out and go? Yeah, no, I'm sorry, I'm not funding you anymore. We're out of here. And the problem with it is they're making too much money off it. Like even after all the refunds and everything like that, they still made like what thirteen point eight million. That was after yeah. the refunds. It's still an goes, incredible game. Well, yeah, which goes to show that people need to start. I don't know helping these guys out because the developers are just going to get absolutely smashed if they just realize, oh well. We can do this crunch. We can deal with the after effects. Oh, well, we get fined. We underpay them. Oh, well, we'll get fined. Mm. Don't have to worry about coming up with the money along the way. We'll just wait till we get fined and pay them all after we've, we've sold the game for X amount of dollars. Oh, yeah. It's, um, it's, it's beyond ridiculous. And the fact that, like, the one of the founders of the company apologized for the way the game came out and then this happened, like, he had no freaking idea that anyone had this inside information. He thought he was completely fine and he just, he probably woke up that morning and just got dumped on. <laughs> oh, well, if you provide those kind of working conditions, expect to uh, get the fallout. It's like the whole Apple and what was happening in China with the stuff oh, pouring yeah. <laughs> over there. It's, 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 it's child labor apparently. That, well, at the end of the day, it doesn't matter what country you're doing it and you're going to get found out. But, it's up to us as gamers or the general public to make these big companies accountable. Mm. Well, I just don't know how you're going to do it, but we need to do it. Yeah, um, it's, they, they need to have stricter laws and actual people to enforce the laws in these countries. Like I know CDPR has been investigated at the moment from the Consumer Protection Act, like over in Poland, but they actually need to get the um, 
the freaking I can't even remember the name of the department for it. Um, the Fair Work people. Yeah, the equivalent they, of what their we version have in of that. Fair Work. Yeah, that's what they need. They need people to actually speak up. Yeah, and obviously, if it's happened with Witcher Three, nothing's changed. It's either the fine hasn't been big enough, or hmm. something hasn't rattled them enough to actually want to change. Because to mandate people work six days a week, and from one of the articles I read, the developer guys were working six days a week, twelve hour days or more, hmm. and not. And a lot of them have had marriage breakdowns and no social life and all these other effects that affected them out of that. And like you've had this crunch for two or for a game for two or three years. And then what happens at the end of it? What's the consequences and the damage that's been done to that person at the end of this game coming out? Mm. Apart from the fact that the game's totally tanked and everyone is waiting, hoping that, I don't know, is people going to come back to it after they've patched it all and everything or are we going to end up with another No Man's Sky and it needs to be ported to another console to actually get it to revive? Well, I I think that's what's going to happen. They're going to bring out the next-gen version, the PlayStation 5 and the Xbox Series X and S version, and it's going to have a resurgence. It's going to make another $8 million probably. Yeah. Hopefully, CD Projekt Red are get made accountable because obviously the uh, one of the owners has had it's got bloody pie on his face now. Uh, imagine what uh, don't know. We're going to see a delay in the this rollout map now because they've been under investigation and everything like that. Are they still doing the crunch to get these patches done to get these uh, to get the next gen stuff done? Because is it even? Available on Sony? Only if you buy a hard copy. Mm, okay. They still haven't recalled the hard copies, but PlayStation has taken it off the PlayStation Store, as you know, and it's still not back. What about the uh, Steam? Has Steam dropped it or is it still on Steam? No, it's still on Steam. Okay. But yeah, so... Like, what I like about the Bloomberg report is the way it was worded. They never once said anything about the founders or the co-founders or anything like that. They always said it was the leadership team. Yeah, but exactly. the founders are there <laughs> and the people that started it and everything like that, when you're in a corporate structure, <laughs> it it's up to them to make sure the management team know what is expected from them. And then the management team relays that on to the people that are underneath them and down you go, the order, and you follow your code of conduct and your ethics and all the rest of that kind of stuff. Sounds to me like with Witcher 3 and Cyberpunk 2077, they've just thrown the thing out the bloody door and go, yeah, no, we'll do our own code of conduct here. We don't care. Mm. We don't care about government rules. We don't care about what we have to do. We just got to get this game out. Yeah, it, it, so. it just makes me wonder, like, does he actually ever go in there or does he just sit in a chalet somewhere and sip tea all day and watch the, watch the money roll in? Who knows? And uh, they just have uh, a hired team of assholes to manage the place. The other side of it, are we going to see any, hopefully not going to see anything like this with like Halo Infinite or any of these other games I that have come out this year? I think Microsoft would deal with that. Like that would be instant firing. Well, you've seen with the uh, fallout from the whole mixer thing and people getting dismissed and 
Exactly. Like that was whole, just an that was the just shutdown of a platform. Exactly. And that affected thousands, not only staff, but content creators. Yeah. But, but um, yeah, it's 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 a weird situation. It's not one that's unheard of, unfortunately, but we just have to see how they go through it, really. It's just one of those things that we need to keep an eye out on. And also know what what is actually happening. Make these people accountable. Yeah. All right. On to the next part. After we talk about this, I'm I'm actually waiting to next week. I reckon next week something else is going to come out about Cyberpunk. We're just going to have weeks after weeks after weeks of just Cyberpunk crap coming out. To be honest, dude. Every three days when I do the daily drop, I'm putting in a Cyberpunk thing. Every three fucking days. Yep. So <laughs> it just shows that it's uh. Yeah, well, I suppose it was a slow news month, so everything's coming actually. out about it. <laughs> but end of the day, we'll just see how. I think if people start, uh, if developers start to speak up, then it's not going to be. It's going to be time before other developers in other businesses are going to talk, speak up as well. Hmm. Anyways. Speaking of the next thing is custom consoles and controllers with Microsoft Canada dropping the denim controller. Um, it's, it's the Canadian tuxedo controller. Because uh, apparently the Canadian tuxedo is denim pants and denim sh- uh, jacket. The double denim setup. Yeah, you know, very 90s. So I vomit. <laughs> With this side of things, you've seen we've seen that come out. We've seen the whole saga with the uh, Black PS Five, where they went to went to launch it. They launched it. It they received death threats, credible death threats against multiple staff members. So they just refunded everyone and shut it down. Mm. So that must have been really bad for them to just pull out of that whole thing. But Anytime someone wants to do anything to do with the PS5 console at the moment, it's Sony's just shutting them down, not even letting them do anything. Yeah. Um, where is Sony's attitude towards third-party providers? It just doesn't seem they really don't care about them. I think, I think it, it stems from a licensing fact that a lot of these providers, I don't think, have licenses from Sony to do any modifications to the aesthetics of the console. Well, why don't they turn around and make it actually applicable, make it um, approachable for them to, for people to come to Sony and say, look, this is my business idea. This is what I want to do. These are the accessories I want to do. Can I license it through you guys? And they go, yep, no worries. You fill out this paperwork. This is what you got to do. You got to submit us the first one of each thing you want to sell or something like that and start letting these third party providers to me, thrive in that sector because if you've got these kind of people in the sector, it's going to drive console sales. It will it's- and it won't. Like, I, it, it's it's a harsh topic, really. Like, they do officially li- license third-party headsets and some controllers and a couple of other little accessories. Um, I know they they have a open licensing branch with those kinds of things. The issue comes to when you're changing the aesthetics of something with them, it seems, because I remember back in, I want to say 2016, 
Yeah, 2016, I think. Um, do you remember the PlayStation 4, the original console, and it had the removable hard drive cover and you could yep. buy different colored ones? EB Games, I'm, I'll probably get in trouble here, but EB Games actually tried to do their own run of them and Sony refused the licensing because they didn't want anyone modifying the aesthetics of their console. Fair enough. And then, and then a year later, Sony brought out different colored ones that you had to take off yours and put on on. For, it was like 30, 40 bucks for one of them pieces of plastic in a different color. Well, it's like the old Xbox 360 days with this, the, the faceplates. Face yeah. But in saying that, you've seen ones like Xbox Pope do his drawings and stuff all the time, and you're seeing those type of ones, and you're just like, why don't you just let this guy go ahead and do it sort of thing? Mm. It's like the fact of doing limited run consoles where they get created and stuff. I noticed he started doing controllers, which is good. That's good to see that happening. Um, I think Microsoft are a bit more ahead in the customized um, side of consoles and controllers and what Sony is with their, what is their controller lab or whatever they have, their design lab. Design lab, which, which still is, is current- not available here. <laughs> I don't even think it's actually up worldwide at the moment because it's... No, they're on holiday apparently. Yeah, well, I'm assuming it's been shut down because of a this worldwide pandemic yeah. and trying to get controllers and the fact that they've changed controller now from to the Series X one. Yeah, they probably need to change all the shells and stuff like that. And I actually, I kind of want to open one up and see if what other different differences there are inside that compared to a one controller. But saying that, like the there's, I've bought a couple of custom controllers. Um, I reckon they look great. The guy that's done it's done a really good job mm. on it. Um, and there is a market for that for doing runs for certain ones. But everyone just sits there and tries to tr- tread lightly over this whole licensing thing. It seems to me that licensing is a big factor that restricts a lot of stuff in the gaming world. And yeah. I know we, we seem to get back to that issue. It doesn't matter what you're in, music, licensing, getting bloody DCMCA bloody on Twitch. It, there's someone in this world needs to come up with a better solution for licensing products. doesn't matter what it is, but it needs to be across the scale mm. of being able to get people their commission or whatever they want for it. If you want to use that, to, if you want to do use that design or that name or whatever it is, on that console or that controller, it costs you X amount of dollars to do it. Like it, it would be, it would be a great thing to have like a yearly license or a five-year license to be able to make a product for something else. Um, with the like the black PlayStation fives were literally being done by a company called Supers, um, and they just they only got what I think it was two hundred, three hundred available. Yeah. So they sorry, had, they, 304 or something like that yeah, at some number. They, they had to pull the plug because they just didn't have enough to fill and obviously the death threats and everything like that. So I have no idea what the fuck's going to happen with those consoles. Personally, I think they're just going to put, put the white panels back on them and just resell them at normal price just to get rid of them. I mean, otherwise oh, you've you've got... they'd probably still make a profit because you'd probably get 1200 bucks for a console that sold for 700 <laughs> Yeah. 
the only other company that I've seen that's attempted a black console so far is Dbrand, which is a Canadian skin company. They make a lot of vinyl wraps and stuff like that for. There was a few images floating around of a PS5 that was done up like the old school PS1 in the grey with the actual painted PS Mm. logo, painted the colours and everything like that, and that looked good. But, yeah, that's what I mean. Like, Dbrand seems to be able to do skins and stuff like that. Um, Well, Dbrand's a weird one because they do vinyl wraps, obviously, and... They said on their website that they're not going to do a vinyl wrap for the PlayStation 5, but it wasn't because Sony stopped them. It was because no one could actually put them on properly because of the shape. Mm, True. So they're actually 3D printing the side panels. And they've apparently found a loophole in Sony's crap. Oh, at least someone has for a change. I I, I don't know what it is. They they won't they won't say what it is in public. But I'm just thinking like looking at a an Xbox Series X, I don't think that's too hard to vinyl wrap. No, that would be easy. It's a cube. Yeah, but it's just waiting to see people come out in the market. Like I'd love to see that uh Xbox Pope come out with just vinyl printed skins. I reckon a lot of people would buy them. Hmm. Yeah. <sighs> Vinyl prints are, like me and you could do vinyl prints because we have some sort of knowledge of what we're doing. Um, yeah, constantly doing... pulling stickers on and off a race car. Exactly. <laughs> and, you know, prior to that, when we were P players doing stupid shit and stuff like that. Um, but, like, I've seen so many secondhand consoles come through that people have uh, vinyl wrapped and they just look like fucking shit because they had no idea what they were doing. So I get it. Um, You line up a crease just a little bit incorrectly, especially something like a PS4, and the whole thing is out of whack and there's bits laying over and especially those original PS4s with the very sharp edges. (laughs) Yeah, I think, I don't know, the whole vinyl wrapping consoles, maybe that's a bit of far-fetched, but I'd like to just see um, the whole being able to customise your controller. Like, I don't know how hard they are to pull apart or anything else like that, but like that, that controller, like, yeah, to be able to buy the, um, well, it's like the only with this, the, uh, these ones here, the, um, paddles on the bottom of the Series 2 Elite, um, Scuff's bought out a, another paddle set that's a different design of that, but I'm just like, why can't, buy different coloured paddles and different bits, shells to be able to swap the shells out on these controllers and stuff like that. Hey, like to open, a, to open an Xbox controller, you have to put a screwdriver through the back sticker underneath the battery. Yeah, so which was your warranty. That's, the vo- that's, that's yeah. why you can't do that, unfortunately, unless you know what you're doing. Um, the PlayStation controllers, well, play, I haven't opened a PS5 one because I haven't got my hands on one, but PS4 controllers actually have a um, tear sticker on the inside. So as soon as you open them and you crack the shell open, it tears the warranty sticker. Fair enough. So they do know when they've been tampered with. Yeah. Well, why don't they turn around and make it? Yeah. Why doesn't Microsoft get this bloody 
controller store back up and going again and set it worldwide. <laughs> hey, they've set their Xbox the gear shop. Yeah. <laughs> gear shop's done, so we're on we're we're starting to get there. Now Microsoft just need to give us the onesie. In all in all honesty, all the onesie was Xbox Australia's invention. That's why I was weirded out that that controller was made by Xbox Canada. I'd never seen anything come from them. <laughs> I guess it's, they're starting to get a bit of a battle on a bit of rivalry going on in the rhythm. Yeah, it's been a while since um, Xbox Australia has done anything, actually. The last thing was the big uh, floaty toy, controller floaty toy for the pool. Yeah. That and was a couple of years had, back. Uh, which, which controller or wasn't the... No, it wasn't the Series X. It was the console before that, the One X, when they did those pop-up control uh, gaming booths or powers mm. or whatever it is over on the East Coast. Yeah, that was that was the the One X. Yeah, it's a bit hard to do it now with a with COVID. With a pandemic around. Yeah, <laughs> just only people in WA can go visit. Exactly. That's after the whole team sits in quarantine for two weeks. Twiddling their thumbs, playing Xbox. That's okay. They can they can twiddle their thumbs. Like we'll just rock up there. Champ Chong will be there and stuff like that. We'll we'll have a good old time. (laughs) (laughs) But I don't know. I just think to me that there needs to be an improvement to the third party accessories. Yeah, it it would be nice to see. Um, It would also, if anything, it would help the world economy with these third-party providers because a lot of the time they're just small teams um, of like one or two people or, you know, a partnership or something like that that just have a skill set that can be utilised for this kind of stuff to make a little bit more money. Yeah. And it's like if you – I know we get down the route of the whole it's a bit hard to apply vinyl and stuff like that. Well, why don't we just turn it into an order system? Hmm. You order it. You order a – xbox and you say you want this wrap on it or whatever so they send that xbox to that place they wrap it then they box it up and send it back send it to you so you get it already yeah. done it's like um it's like buying a car from a car dealership and you say you want the windows tinted the fucking yeah. car dealership doesn't do it they send it to the tinting place but it's the same thing it's like when you're going through ordering a scuff controller you i think there's about 10 steps to buddy order a controller do you want this do you want that do you want this mm. Um, it would be interesting to see if Scuff pick up the new the new controllers. I don't reckon they're going to bother with a PS5 one, to be honest. That would be interesting. I want to see what they can do with it. I well, want to see played... if they rip out the impulse triggers. <laughs> yeah, well, I've got to double-check mine again because I've played about, I think about six hours of Spider-Man remastered on there and the X button's starting to get sticky, like it holds down. Mm. It doesn't want to... I just, I don't know. I don't know. We'll see what happens. Maybe it's be the first one to go. I've got 12-month warranty, so send it back, get, get another one. Got 12-month warranty, send it back, get another one. If not, give it to me and I'll open it up. <laughs> <laughs> see if we can customise it. Replace <laughs> stuff and make it actually usable when you're playing FPS games. Uh, yeah, it could be fun. But, yeah, I don't know. That's our thoughts on it. Anyone else got any thoughts on it? Feel free to um, post on social media and tag us in on it. Um, if you're looking for us on Instagram, Facebook, it's Essential Gamer AU. 
Uh, on Twitter, it's Essential Gamer. You and you can email us, birdie-based podcast at essentialgamer.com.au. Uh, most of the links to all this are in the description for the podcast and on the YouTube channel. Uh, feel free to check out the other ones that we've done. Um, until next week, we'll see you later. Bye.